driving it home. With Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Happy Halloween if you are watching on our WCPT Facebook page on our live stream. You can check out the makeup that I put on today. I kind of slapped it together a little faster than I would have liked to. But for a very good reason, I was in a hurry because I was taking my son to the Ho-Chunk offices on Milwaukee Avenue where he was doing his early voting. So I, uh, I, you know, at one point, though, I was like, I know that there are 62, I believe it's 62 judges that you're voting to decide whether to retain. And uh, so I gave him some time. But I was like at 25 minutes. I'm like, sweetie, I got to go. I can't live here at this corner waiting for you. My husband and I uh, voted early today at the Roden Library on Northwest Highway in Raven. Uh, I love voting there because that was my childhood library. I was uh, when I was uh, a kid. Uh, I grew up on Northwest Highway, right, right about a block away from there. So it's uh, always nice to go back to my childhood library and uh, and vote. And uh, let me know. Are you voting? How's it going for you out there? Uh, I know that uh, I, I also want to know. Are you having any situations where someone is asking you about your signature? Uh, Are you seeing anybody? I have not seen a single pollster. I have not seen anybody outside handing out campaign information. I also know that uh, I'm a little concerned because on the northwest side, we don't seem to have folks out there making sure that we have those signs out there reminding you to vote for workers' rights. Vote yes on that First Amendment. It's the first item on your on your ballot. Uh, there, are, there are a couple of uh, contrarian signs, as it were, uh, in a few locations. But in the, on the northwest side, in my ward, unfortunately, there's a lot of mostly Republican signs. Um, so I w- was just, you know, we don't have a lot of presence, but I, I guess the assumption is that um, there's a lot of Democrats here. I'm not sure. But just the reminder of voting for workers' rights on that first uh, piece of uh, information on your ballot. Let me know how's it going for you, how it is going for you as far as uh, are you getting your you know information that you need in Justice Watch is one of the places we're going for information about judges. Did I Am I on the air? Everything's good. <laughs> Whenever that door opens, I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Uh, so I know we used a couple of different sources to uh, take a look at j- the judicial races. Some people like girl, I guess. Uh, you know, I have my thoughts on that as well. But uh, if, if that's something that you turn to for a resource to check out candidates in various races, let us know what uh, what resources you're using and how it's going for you at the polling booth, at the voting booth. 773-763-9278 is the number to call or text. Again, that number is 773-763-9278 is a number to call or text. Uh, Patty, did WCPT... No, that did not. It was not that. Uh, no one. No one's been fired. Uh, I <laughs> folks want to know about the traffic updates. Joan and I will be picking up the responsibilities of your travel times and doing the best. Um, I'm learning on the fly, everybody, and I want to thank Dan Levy for, uh, as Joan mentioned earlier, giving us advice and insight and walking us through it. Uh, but I also, I know that uh, Joan was uh, taking requests, so if there's a roadway that you definitely want to know about, let me know. So I'll be giving travel times and as I get you. Used to it, I will do a better job of letting you know where there might be an accident or construction and things like that.
things like that as we go. So, I mean, if you want, if you want to know right now, like right now in the Kennedy inbound between uh, I-90 and Sarah, there is a uh, slow traffic. I'm just saying, I'm looking at the updates. I am uh, one of my best friends is Esmeralda Leon, and I would go into her traffic booth and see all the extraordinary amount of information they were getting at the same time uh, in order to make sure folks know. Oh, I used to work with somebody who would pre-record traffic. That was the craziest thing. I was, I, it was the most appalling thing. I was like, how do you trust a station that pre-records that? So we are not pre-recording. We are live and giving you updates on traffic at the, right after the news at the tops of the hour and uh, during the 30-minute break at the bottom of the half hour. So at the bottom of the hour. So again, doing it on the fly and uh, learning something new, which is uh, a little exciting and can be a little bit intimidating. It was, you know what I didn't even realize? I did not take a, speaking of doing something new, I did not take a picture of my son. I believe this is the first election he voted in. I could be wrong. No, he would have voted in the, no, yes, no, yes. <laughs> I'm having an argument in my head. Yes, he uh, turned 18 in 2021, so he voted in the primary in June. So this would be his second. I don't know if I got a picture of him in June. Hmm. So let me know. By the way, tomorrow we will have a Green Party candidate for MWRD on the phone with us. Tennille Jackson will join us for a conversation about her race for commissioner on the uh, MWRD board. I think it's something that folks have been asking a lot about, in particular when I talk about, one, you know, there's a lot of slated candidates. And I have a lot of concerns about one of the candidates. I mentioned last week that uh, a candidate named Daniel Poglicki, Pol- see, that's why he goes by a nickname that is appalling to my family, uh, Pogacheski is a candidate for MWRD. He was at my friend Tom's uh, wake handing out campaign material. An incredibly poor taste and judgment judgment makes me question everything else that he might do as an elected. So uh, I've told that story and I have no problem repeating it uh, because uh, that's uh, uh, if he wants to be an elected, uh, there's your feet to the fire. Uh, He absolutely had no problem uh, participating and weaponizing the trauma of survivors of violence. And so uh, I'm uh, looking forward to having a conversation with uh, Tennille Jackson tomorrow. And later today, we'll talk to our friend Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation area, find out what's going on in Wisconsin and what the reaction has been to President Obama's uh, fiery speeches. Uh, He's, as you heard on Joan's show, uh, I think a lot of that was from Michigan. And I've seen clips of uh, President Obama in Wisconsin. And he is definitely fired up and uh, calling people out. And if you heard that clip about like, no matter what is going on, no matter what's going on in the world, uh, whatever crisis we are facing, uh, whether it's the pandemic or it is uh, inflation or it is uh, job losses or trying to get people affordable housing, their only answer is tax breaks for the rich. I love that. Just break it down. It's true. It's oh, it's always the same answer. Tax breaks for the rich. And they've been singing that song for decades. And I Really, I cringe so hard when I see these, you know, man on the street folks getting interviewed and and they ask, you know, why, you know, who are you going to vote for? And they say, well, you know, our economy's bad. And so I'm voting for Republicans because they're always better at the economy. (laughs) What? Show the proof. That is roundly, universally known to be a lie. That is is someone buying into the fabrications that uh, the 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 Republican Party puts out there because it is not true at all. So right now we have uh, had the biggest turnaround, the, the biggest number of jobs uh, in the added to the economy. Uh, we've had, uh, ex- well, look, 
people want to talk about rising costs of things. It's because 54% of it is because these executives are taking bigger salaries and bonuses and price gouging us in order to pay for them. So stop it. And, and you know how they can get away with it? Why they can do that? Because time and time again, Republicans have given them tax breaks, given them loopholes, given them the opportunity to send their money offshore so they can earn passive income. Stop it. Let's take a break here. 773-763-9278 is the number to call. Uh, yeah, this this makeup's a little sweaty under the lights, I'm going to be honest with you. And I also shouldn't get too close to the microphone because I'm going to get makeup on. Usually I do a better job. Is it creepy when you see a skull smiling? I don't know. Is that Lady B, is that creepy? Is that? No, it's not creepy. <laughs> So 773-763-9278. We'll take a break here and come back. Just a moment. Sponsored by Monaco Brewing. I'm driving it home with me, Patty Vasquez, Heartland Signal. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Sing nights from 5 to 6 p.m. on WCPT 820. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Monaco Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. That's right. Steve Goody says vote, gosh darn it, or whatever it is he says underneath that beep. Joining us from the recombobulation area, the publisher of the recombobulation area is Dan Schaefer in Wisconsin. How's it going in Wisconsin? Are, you, are people fired up? We're fired up, Patty. We're fired up. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw it. Was it? I believe it was a Milwaukee footage of folks waiting in line to see President Barack Obama. Does it? I know that uh, folks. Uh, you know, he had a. You told us last time he had a big impact on voting in Milwaukee. Was he there this weekend? He was, yeah. I was. You may, you may have seen my video that I took of that big long line. Yes, that was through, yours. Uh, okay, through the, the north side of Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, it was a very. I was able to attend the event and cover it, and it was uh, it was a pretty remarkable experience. And, uh, you know, turns out this Barack Obama guy can give a pretty good speech. Do you wonder, I mean, like, I get that, you know, they, I, I wonder how long, how many, how long ahead of time, maybe, I would have liked to seem more fired up as, as soon as early voting started or something, or in the days up to it. Uh, you know, a lot of folks, we talk about when they make up their minds, but this is really about get it. It's just GOTV right now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's there's so few, uh, you know, independent, undecided voters in Wisconsin to begin with, with how polarized our politics are here. You know, I think it really sends a message uh, that Obama was was coming to uh, the north side of Milwaukee, the, you know, the majority black uh, part of Milwaukee, spoke at a, a public school, high school uh, gym there and, you know, had the whole Democratic ticket with him, was on stage with Tony Evers and Mandela Barnes. And, uh, you know, I I really think that Obama just gave a a really terrific speech in Milwaukee. It was about a 50-minute speech. 
so, you know, most of the speakers came out and, and spoke for, you know, five, ten minutes, and they had the whole ticket there, all the way from, you know, the chair of the party up to up to Tony Evers and, and Barnes. But, you know, it, it, once it got to Obama, he really went through so much of, of what I think Democrats' closing message should be on, on so many of the issues. And I think, you know, the one the one really viral moment that emerged from that speech was Obama really getting into it on Social Security and Ron Johnson's position on Social Security. And he was just really, really getting into it and really lighting him up on it. Uh, and, you know, when, when Obama can raise his voice like that and really get the crowd behind him, it's, it's, it's quite the experience. And I think he, he really... Uh, really landed one there, uh, and I think there. You know, there was a moment I was watching the very end of the speech, and he's he's bringing it home. He's Obama. He's you know he's got the crowd behind him, and he finished the speech and he slapped the podium, and I feel like he really felt that one uh, in Milwaukee. <laughs> uh, you know, he really he really knew he nailed it. He really had that crowd and you know behind him, and and I think people were were leaving in a really uh, in a really positive and really hopeful. Uh, and really fired up mood, you know. So uh, I think it was, uh, you know, uh, if we look back at, uh, you know, perhaps some Democrats pulling some late-game upsets here, we might be looking back at that rally uh, in Milwaukee uh, as one of the reasons. That would be outstanding. And, we, you know, what we need is that for that energy to reverberate around Milwaukee, like the, the, for one person that's there to go home and tell everyone in their household and on their, in their neighborhood, on, you know, at the coffee shops, to have those conversations. Because when I travel, and sometimes I'm in rural areas, like I was in Columbia, Indiana one time, and they were talking about how, oh, Trump's going to be president again. And not like he's running again, like he's going to be installed, like there was some, you know. And, and so I, I want to hear those conversations. I want to hear, did you hear Obama talking about how, you know, Democrats are the ones fighting for our Social Security and for expanding access to health care? Like, we need people having those conversations, don't you think? Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it was a, it just felt like a real reset. And I think that the, the the line that Obama had there was I think he said the fundamental question of this election is who will fight for you? And talking about, you know, he he joked that. Uh, the only policy choice that Republicans ever have is cutting taxes on the wealthy. He even joked that, uh, you know, that, that if an asteroid was headed towards Earth in two weeks and he went to the Republican Party and said, what are we going to do about it? And they said, well, I think we should cut taxes for the wealthy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, it's insane. So, and, and he really drove home, you know, kind of the working class, uh, you know, working class union background fighting for fighting for people at disadvantaged communities and and you know he really talked that up about mandela barnes and his background as well you know coming from that you know he, he grew up i think not too far uh from the high school uh where the event was held in milwaukee as well so i think uh you know i think it was an important moment for for him to be there especially especially when it relates to mandela barnes's campaign as well Oh, no doubt about it. And, and again, you know, this is such a crucial race. We, we, when you watch other races across the country, it, it's still staggering to think that these are the people that, that voters are like, oh, yeah, that's the, the guy who held up a sheriff's badge during a debate or the guy who says that the, your decision about your body should between be, you know, between you, your doctor and your local elected. I mean, like these. And then in Wisconsin, the guy with like Listerine and, uh, you know, and I only participated. Participated in the in the insurrection for six minutes or something like these are really this shouldn't even this should be a no brainer and yet here we are. 
And yet here we are. And yet here we are. But I think, you know, I think it was a really important, I think turnout in Milwaukee, you know, is always a big story when it comes to statewide elections. And I think, uh, you know, from from 2012, when Obama was on the ballot to 2016, where when he was not, is when we saw one of the biggest drops in turnout in the city. And, you know, I think things have kind of gone up in the years since then. Uh, but I think, you know, Obama was there to, to drive turnout. His, his first line yes. after he after he gets to, um, uh, you know, after the, after the applause dies down, he says, he's, I said, I'm here to ask you to vote. Okay. So I think, you know, I, if if Milwaukee turns out the way it did when, when he was in office, that can make a huge difference. Uh, on statewide elections, and I think it was a really significant moment for him to be on st- for Mandela Barnes and, and and Obama to share the stage. And and when Barnes spoke, he talked about the 2004 convention speech that that Obama delivered, and and Barnes said it was quite literally a speech that changed my life. Mm. And he, he you know seeked out a career in public service in, in large part due to that speech. And then Obama came on, you know, a few, uh, a few minutes later to to talk about Mandela Mandela Barnes and his story and. And say, hey, this this guy has weathered a lot of attacks, but he's a good and decent man who's fighting for the middle class, fighting for working people. And, you know, I think that's going to make an impact in Milwaukee voters. I mean, this is a blue-collar town. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people who, you know, will connect to that type of message and connect to the messenger, absolutely, as well. And that really has to be uh, what, is, in these last few days, uh, is that energy that we need to bring. Is he coming, is, is that the only stop he was making in Wisconsin, or was he making other stops there? I think it was just a Milwaukee speech for now. I don't know if he's doing any more next week, but I know he was in, he was in both Michigan and Wisconsin uh, on Saturday. So, um, you know, <laughs> I feel like he, he, that speech was, was such a good one that, <laughs> that they should just run clips from it, uh, for, from now until, from now until November 8th on any, you know, local TV show in Milwaukee, uh, local, local ads in Milwaukee to, to really boost that turnout. Cause I really think it was an incredible speech, even beyond just, you know, wanting to get turnout in Milwaukee. I, I feel like it's one that people could kind of return to as a kind of recalibrating moment for the Democrats in a lot of ways. Um, you know, really getting back to that message of who is fighting for you when it really comes down to it. Yeah, you, and that has to be driven home. It, by the way, speaking of driving, have you seen that Monaco Brewing has bought a ton of billboards up like in the Fond du Lac area? I think, I want to say that it, like by tomorrow morning, 17 more billboards will light up Highway 41 from Fond du Lac to Marinette with Choose Reason Over Treason, a vote blue on November 8th. Have you heard about this? I have not. I have not. That's very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of billboard politics that happens along that stretch of highway. Well, we've been uh, encouraging uh, fibs for Wisconsin, fibs for Mandela. Uh, there you I, go. <laughs> although I'm, a, I think we talked about how I'm a little disappointed that it's uh, sort of but we've been downgraded to fish, which really I don't want to get into what that means, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> we used to well anyway. Let's not get into it. Uh, <laughs> before we were, just, we'll, we'll talk about that one. Yeah, before <laughs> we were just bastards. How how did we? What what happened? To, what's going on? All right. So, what other races are you watching? Obviously, the governor's race, and then some local legislative races. What what's catching your attention? Yeah, I'm I'm interested in you know I, I wrote a big long feature story last week at the Recombobulation Area, and it's about one of the assembly races uh, here in the Milwaukee area. Uh, that is is could really determine a whole lot 
when it comes to the future of politics in this state, because there is a real chance because of the gerrymandered maps that we have here in Wisconsin that that Republicans could gain a two thirds supermajority. You know, we're, we're talking about these races for Senate and governor. It could be a 50 50. You know, nobody really knows where, which way it's going to go. Uh. But in the, in the legislature, they have a real chance of getting a two thirds uh, supermajority, 66 of the 99 state assembly seats. Uh, and if they reach that threshold, it, you could really upend politics in the future. So I, I you know, I, I wrote a long preview of all of the state legislative races that we're having. And there's one, you know, one of the things that they did in drawing the new maps uh, was make some of the areas of the state that were shifting more towards Democrats. Uh, they kind of moved the goalposts and made it more favorable to Republicans. And so a number of those counties or a number of those districts are kind of the inner ring suburbs around the city of Milwaukee and the places in Milwaukee County. And and one of those has really grabbed my attention. It's the 84th district in the southwest suburbs of Milwaukee, uh, where a candidate named Luann Bird is running against Bob Donovan, who was actually a candidate for, for the mayor of Milwaukee earlier this year. He moved from Milwaukee to Greenfield, or maybe didn't move, was kind of dishonest about where he lives, but that's <laughs> besides the point. Um I, I wrote this long feature story on Luann Bird's campaign, and because I think she is running something that's very different from much of what else we're seeing in Wisconsin. She's running a very positive, hopeful uh, campaign. Her, her campaign slogan is "Choose Civility." Uh, she, uh, she has worked with, uh, um, you know, there is a local musician who leads the band Field Report, and he has gotten involved with this campaign and organized a bunch of these backyard concert fundraiser things. Uh, and it's just been a really interesting grassroots, you know, back to basics type of campaign. And I think it really speaks to, you know, kind of what the future of the Democratic Party should be and, and, and shouldn't necessarily be always about being so negative. Uh, and always about playing this perpetual defense that I feel like in yes. Democrats in Wisconsin have to be playing. And, and I think she, you know, it's, it's kind of that Obama 08 type of type of message where let's let's come together and solve problems. Um, you know, so I, I really have been fascinated by her campaign. And I think, you know, it, it is uh, a seat that is, is currently Republican held. It is favored to slightly favored to stay Republicans, but it is the Democrats best chance of flipping a seat in the Milwaukee suburbs. And I, I think she's a remarkable candidate running an unconventional campaign uh, during a very negative campaign cycle and delivering a very positive message. And I think it's it's just going to be really interesting, you know, to see the, how it works in the final couple of weeks of the campaign. You know, she told me some great stories about when knocking on doors and, and flipping Trump voters. You know, she had somebody who came to the door with a Trump hat and she was able to flip him and uh, have a Luan nice. campaign sign in his yard. So yes. it's, just, it's just a really, really interesting one. More of that, please. By the way, uh, speaking of positive Democrat Democrat messaging, uh, check out Controller Susanna Mendoza's ad right now that's running. And uh, it's it's exactly what you're talking about. She talks about, you know, she's 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 a short person. She's like, but great things come in small packages. And here's what I've accomplished in the state of Illinois. And look out for an appearance by a uh, a farmer named Dick Bigger Jr. I'm just saying, check that out. It's a lot. It's I'm not kidding all at right. all. Yes. Check, you look for uh, Susanna Controller, uh, Mendo- well, Controller Susanna Mendoza. It's a great ad. But along that point of like being. I'm going to hold off on the jokes from that, from that name. Uh, you'll like, enjoy all the jokes that you find on, you, you find online. But uh, he, he's it's a real guy and, uh, and also lends to the fact that there was a senior. So, oh, good. <laughs> 
They did not go with Richard. They just, they leaned into it, and I love that. Uh, we've been talking to Dad Schaefer. The Recombobulation Area is a great publication of his. Where can folks find you, my friend? Uh, you can find me at the Recombobulation Area. We have, uh, we've been publishing quite a bit lately. We've got more to come in the, in the final run-up to the election here. Uh, we'll have some breakdown of the new Marquette poll uh, when it comes out on Wednesday, so be sure to subscribe so you get that in your inbox and you can of course always follow me on twitter at dan r schaefer uh where i tweet a lot about politics and a lot about the milwaukee bucks outstanding thank you so much and thank you for jumping on today and maybe we'll do monday next week as well and see if we can have time for us on tuesday during our returns all right very good thank you dan Happy Halloween. Take care. Bye. And uh, let me give you your updated travel times. Uh, Outbound Edens, Montrose, Montrose, Lake Cook. Let me make sure I have this. Uh, It is 15 minutes. Inbound Edens uh, from Lake Cook Cook to Montrose is 16 minutes. Kennedy Outbound from the Burn Interchange to O'Hare. Make sure I got this. Okay. These are all different. Um, hmm, Hmm. Yep, I have to find a different way to do the the updated times, everybody. Hold on one second, because the list that I have is a little bit different. Let me just do this. The Eden Spur eastbound from the Tri-State to the Eden Expressway is only four minutes. Eden's Spur westbound from the Eden Expressway to the Tri-State is four minutes. Kennedy inbound from O'Hare to the Burn Interchange is 27 minutes. And let me let you know about some... I don't know why those are the ones that are pinned. I'm working on this. This is a work in progress, everybody. Please bear with me. But let me let you know about some trouble spots that are being updated as we are live. And that would be uh, right now there is uh, emergency vehicles right now at water. This is in Wisconsin, Racine. Emergency vehicles right lane is blocked at Highway 36 Loomis Road southbound before Highway 164. There's an accident uh, at Long Common Parkway at at Gansett Parkway. That's in Elgin. Uh, and we also have a disabled vehicle at Austin Boulevard at the I-290 Eisenhower Expressway. And right now there's also an Addis- in DuPage uh, in Addison. There's an accident at Rowling Road, Route 53 at Lake Street. And that happened around 515. So I'm a work in progress, everybody. Thank you for bearing with me. More in a moment. I'll take your calls. 773-763-9278. That's the number to call or text us to join the conversation. 773-763-9278. Just trying to see if we can find other traffic. Nope. That's all I got right now. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. My friend Marty, he wants to split the party. He wants blue folks and red states to vote green. I can see his point, though. I really gotta say, no, we can't have another 2016. It seems nothing beats orange. Nothing even freaking rhymes with it. What's a battered nation supposed to do? Now, I am going to correct Steve Goody because uh, when, especially when you live in a state, when you have options like we do in Illinois, checking out the Green Party candidates is, uh, is something I would encourage. Do your research and find out who speaks to you, who you feel is qualified. And um, that's all I'm going to say on that. We have uh, Jim wants to join our conversation. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind, my friend? 
Hi, Katie. I picture you in a helicopter. Now. <laughs> I you in a helicopter over the expressways. That's a that's a quite a duty you took on there. I'm giving I it a shot. Talk about, yeah, yeah. I hope it works out well. Uh, I was just going to talk about the way rumors spread. Uh, I've got a, I've got a bookie I've had for years, and I owed him a couple of bucks. So he called me last night, and he goes right into a diatribe about uh, the guy that makes the uh, those kitty cars. We used to go to Kitty Land and sit in those cars. You know, the electric cars. Sure. We were little kids on the, on the uh, like the metal track. You couldn't like turn off of them, yeah, just go in circles. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah he, he's he's uh, telling me that this gentleman who owns the electric cars said that uh, Pelosi was uh, was uh, these insane stories about uh, he's spreading these insane rumors. And yeah. it reminds me of what it reminds me of an Irish literature class. In, college it, it was spreading the news you know you started with the rumor and it just went by the time it got to the last person mm-hmm. the thing was completely blown out of proportion sure. uh, and the way that the republic is in how to handle the story because it's so ridiculously crazy uh it was brought out by their own we know it's brought out by their own violence you know promoting violence all over the place but uh, it's distressing these, you know, conspiracy theories. They, they get me, I just can't understand how they can run rampant through society. Hey, good luck with the traffic. <laughs> you got you. a lot to do there, Jerry. And you have a good Halloween. Happy Halloween. I'm eating candy corn as we talk. Take care, Jim. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. I actually, I think I'm one of the few people that actually enjoys the taste of uh, sugary car wax. What does it mean? I don't know. A lot of people don't like it, but... I probably shouldn't do it on the air. That's not that's not polite. I apologize. Hey, Mirna, what's on your mind, my friend? Hi. I just wanted to ask, uh, next week, or actually this week, November 4th and 5th, mm-hmm. um, ex-cast uh, ex member of Saturday Night Live, Melissa Villasenor, is going to be in Chicago. Uh-huh. Any possibility that you can get her on the show? I will see if we can get her on the show. I believe she's going to be at a comedy club that I kind of compete with, so I'll think about it. <laughs> ah, okay. Never mind. That's all right. Okay. I'll, I mean, I already had like here. I had Graham Elwood on, and then, like, and then I sat on my hands and didn't promote that I was going to be at a comedy club. Although maybe I'm at the same comedy club. I'll be at Zanies on Monday, on Wednesday, this Wednesday. Uh, that's November second mm-hmm. uh, at the Zanies in Rosemont for the Bad Moms with a Z of comedy. <laughs> so I'll be headlining that show this Wednesday. They're pretty funny. The the you're talking about the three ladies that um they're just like your average uh, Joes. I don't know. I, I it's my first time. They they asked me to come and uh, they asked me to come headline, and it's my first time performing with uh, some of them. I know Leah Berman is on the show, and uh, my friend Colleen Brennan, and I'm meeting Orly for the, as a comic for the first time. So I'm excited about our show on Wednesday. Okay. Why, did you see them on uh, Kelly? Did you see them on Kelly Clarkson? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 the, that's, that's, that's the group I'm I'm performing with. Yes. Oh, cool. They're pretty cool. They're actually pretty funny. I thought they were. They have that nice clean humor, not that. Really oh boy, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> what kind of bad moms are they? I'm not sure why they invited me. <laughs> Oops. No. By accident, maybe. I didn't. I was not told that there was a cleanliness factor in the in this. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, I'm I'm a little more like Stephanie Miller if Stephanie Miller had kids. Do you know what I mean? 
I'm a, oh, God. I'm a little, little, little naughty, a little rough around the edges, not for nothing. Yeah. Hey, could you, by chance, last thing, uh, could you um, remind us of the, the site to check on judges? They're, uh, or I'm going to fill out my ballot, or what remains of the uh, the judges. Injustice. And I forgot you mentioned. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm making sure that I have it right right now, if it's Justice Watch, in, injusticewatch.org. Uh, so it's injustice, I-N-J-U-S-T-I-C-E, watch, W-A-T-C-H, dot org is where they have uh, to the their cook like they have the Cook County uh, Judicial Election Guide. They've got uh, they've got articles about why they're uh, they're recommending that you get rid of some of these judges or vote not to retain them. Uh, and they've they've got articles about uh, judicial elections, Cook County uh, and, and beyond. So federal court decisions and why again why they're making these recommendations. Okay. And last thing, you could tell Susanna Mendoza she has my vote, okay? Excellent. We appreciate it. I'm sure she appreciates it. And how'd you like that commercial she made? Isn't that great? Yeah. I I thought it was so cute. It was very cute. Yes, she's the best. (laughs) Beyond being uh, an an outstanding uh, elected in in one of the highest offices in the state of Illinois, I will tell you she's one of the best bosses I've ever had. Sorry, Mark. I love you, too. But uh, it's just she keeps (laughs) us all really engaged and really, you know, we she knows that she does better when we do better. And it reflects in the way she handles her her offices, how she treats people. And it's it's just incredible. Yeah, and I know a lot of people weren't happy when she uh, decided after she won that election she was going to run for mayor also. I also was one of them who well, wasn't too happy, but... What are you going to uh, do? Here's the thing. There was no there was, there was was no way, I think... Well, maybe some people suspected that Rahm Emanuel was going to decide not to re- run for re-election, right? And so now you have somebody who is talented, who is fierce, who loves her city. I think really the biggest reason that Susanna Mendoza ran for mayor is that she absolutely loves her city. She's proud of the work that she's done. And I can't speak for her, but just from the outside in, I, I think that she saw it as a moment where she had to make a very tough choice and she decided to go for it. You know, she believes in taking on a challenge and she felt that she was going to be the right person to lead the city of Chicago into the future. And that was why she ran. Yeah. And I'm glad, I mean, not, not in a mean way, I'm glad that she didn't win because had not been for her not winning, well, Illinois that- would be so screwed as far as financially. Because, well, um, oh, she's, I, I'm not, Yep. I'm not man bashing, but it takes a woman to do finances in the household. The, it, and uh, yep. we're a little more anal when it comes to making oh. sure things that are really important are paid. Right. And she's doing an incredible job, and I wish people would see that. And beyond, be, beyond that, she yeah. also prioritizes uh, areas where she knows that people who uh, require certain services, whether it's disabled services or those for the senior citizens, because she knows that it reverberates throughout the community. It's not just like people think of it, oh, you know, I remember when I was at another radio station. People would call and be like, why do I got to take care of? Why do I got to pay for kids with autism? And what we people need to realize is the more we support those who need assistance, the more those in their family are able to participate in their communities, in the economy, and uh, and really make this a stronger community for everybody. And that's part right. of that's yep. part of the work that I do. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. That's cool. Congratulations to both of you. I'm Thank like, you. got my vote. Me too. Yeah, Thank I. You. Where Good she rides, I ride. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, man. Take, right, take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
And Dave in Hoffman Estates. Hey, Dave, what's on your mind? Hey, Patty. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, my friend. Hey, uh, I'm just on traffic. I was wondering, how's a uh, how's, uh, carefree highway? Carefree highway? Where, what, uh, what what road do you want to know about? I got them all in front of me. <laughs> carefree highway? That was a song. Oh, know? is it really? Oh, you know I don't know songs. You're trying to, you're oh, trying to mess sorry. with me? I'm teasing. It's all right. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, and, um, how come these uh, in Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, you know, some of these big states, how come the Democratic National Committee and that hasn't been pushing out the word about the 17-year-olds that are going to turn 18 before um, the 8th, that they can vote. You know, that's a really good point. And I know our collaborator, Jerry Walski, has been posting some of that. And I know once in a while we get calls from folks to remind us to you know be aware of that. We only got a, we only got a week left. I yeah. mean, we got an ad real fast. I mean, to reach out to these people. I mean, they got nobody but yourselves to blame. I mean, no. They did that back in the last presidential uh, uh, um, campaign that time. They pushed it out to let them know that if they were 17 and they were going to turn 18 before the election, that they were eligible to vote. Right. I think we should get the word out on that myself. But, right. uh, hey, if you that, turn 18 before November 8th, uh, you are eligible to vote. That's That's the best I can do right now. Okay. <laughs> you and Jerry can cut an ad, you know, and be a, and get in touch with your people, you know, in Michigan and Wisconsin, you know? Good idea. I appreciate it. Thank you for the reminder. Um, hey, Patty. Yes. Because uh, they keep saying this is the, um, the most important election. I do believe so, because if the Democratic Party doesn't win big, they're all, you know, they're going to keep saying fake, you know, all this crap. And then, um, and if the Democrats lose... We ain't going to have to worry about 2024. Yeah. You know, because they're just yeah. going to not going to matter. Yeah, exactly. They'll just take it. They're going to take it all. And lastly, the, I was mentioning the, the main thing I'm going to call about with uh, Nancy Pelosi or and her husband and that. But you recall, oh, I, I brainstorming, remembering that. You remember back about a year, year and a half ago, her house had been vandalized when they had that. Uh, yeah. Pig's head on the driveway with the. That's right. I forgot about it. that. Yep. And they spray painted, you know, graffiti that some kind of a anarchist symbol, graffiti's and that because they were all mad about that the two thousand dollars stimulus checks on and that and yeah. on their garage door they spray painted that and then I guess shortly after that not to be equal opportunity morons and thugs they they had. Um, did pretty much the same thing to Mitch McConnell's home in Louisville, Kentucky. So exactly. But uh, but I kept remembering there was something about that uh, something about a pig's head in that, and you know, and then I remember they had put that on you know either her doorstep or her, her driveway or something that time in that. So anywho, but. Uh, well, they've it's certainly it's certainly an escalation, and uh, and again, violence has uh, you know against liberals, Democrats, whatever they want to say, uh, has gone up exponentially, and and the number of people who have died at the hands of conservatives is about 122. I think my husband sent me the numbers, and uh, for those on you know whether it's protesting or people who have died in the in the midst of those kinds of uh, acts, uh, it's 20. Uh, so. Yep. And that's so. Uh, I just had to get the word out about those. Uh, and none of it is good, by the way. None of that is acceptable. It is all uh, horrifying that it's coming to political right. violence like this. Thank you right. so much, I Dave. Yep. That he got charged with about you know attempted murder, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Now. 
as he should be. Yeah, definitely. All right, I'll let you care. Right, take care. Be well. Thank, take care, you too. Thank you. Let me do. Uh, let me do another updated travel time, just because I'm I'm working on this and trying to learn how to do this. We've got the uh, the Kennedy inbound from Montrose to the Burn Interchange is eight minutes. Kennedy Express lanes inbound from Montrose to Montrose exit forty three C is closed. Just so you know, Kennedy outbound from the Burn Interchange to Montrose nine. Kennedy outbound from the Burn Interchange to O'Hare twenty seven. Kennedy Express lanes outbound from Ontario. To Montrose 7. Eisenhower inbound from Route 390 to the old post office 27. Eisenhower inbound from Wolf to the old post office 15. Eisenhower outbound from the old post office to Wolf 27. Eisenhower outbound from the old post office to Route 390 39. I-55 northbound from Route 47 to I-35. I-355 pardon me. 43. Stevenson inbound from the I-355 to DuSable Lakeshore Drive 23. Stevenson inbound from the Tri-State to DuSable Lakeshore Drive 17. Stevenson outbound from DuSable Lakeshore Drive to the Tri-State 27. Stevenson outbound from DuSable Lakeshore Drive to I-355-33, I-55 southbound from I-355 to Route 47-43. Dan Ryan inbound from the from 95th Street to the Burn Interchange, 11. I think I have a lot more in there. I think I, I feel like I added routes to this. Dan Ryan Express lanes inbound from Marquette to the Stevenson 5. Dan Ryan outbound from the Burn Interchange to 95th, 22. Let's take a word from our sponsor, Kirk Bankston. Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. Some got busy, some got lazy, some got creative, some went crazy. Couch potatoes, avoiding respirators, we all got pretty big round the equator. Shopping online, working online, zooming all day, no pants, that's fine. Hiding at home from civilization, here's what I did over my pandemic vacation. In chronological order, more or less, with the non-political songs first. Because not everybody wants to hear what I think politically, and I understand that. But honestly, how could anyone get through the past 18 months without one political thought? It's another song from our friend Steve Goody, what I did during my pandemic vacation. Available at stevegoody.com. That's G-O-O-D-I-E. John from, ha- f- John f- uh, from Hammond is on the phone with us. Hey, John, what's on your mind? Hey, Patty. Uh, just a quick one. Um, you know, I live in a Democratic town. I voted Democratic my entire life. I'm, I'm going to be 60. And, uh, you know, I, in Northwest Indiana, if you, if you folks know about it, uh, Hammond, East Chicago, Gary, Whiting, uh, that's called the region. And they're predominantly Democratic. And so, um, I mean, and that's the way you vote, okay? But the thing is, right before the election, it's always, you know, the month before the election, including now, uh, that's when you get these politicians, local politicians, to listen to you. And you could argue with them, uh, you know, you know and, confront, and, and they'll actually listen to you. But once they're elected, you, you just don't even exist. You could go to meetings or what have you, and you're just, like, you're just another number. And they just, like, toss you off to the side. So I, I know right now there's a big push nationally, you know, to kind of, like, get in line, you know. But 
uh, that get in line mentality doesn't work when you're in a, in a democratic stronghold. This is our chance to uh, change things for the better. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm bumping up against it. It's just like what happened with Bernie. <laughs> you mentioned Bernie, but it's the same thing. You know, nationally, I understand. You know, you get in line for the general election and you vote Democratic. Got it. Okay, I understand it. I'm going to do that. But we also have to keep our elected politicians, uh, hold them accountable. And yeah. this is the time to do it. So, you know, it's a, it's a very, uh, uh, you're walking a tightrope. You want these guys to, to be, because once they're in, they're in for two or four years. And then, you know, yep. they won't listen to you. So it, anyway, I just want to bring that uh, paradox to your attention. That's all. I appreciate that. No, I know that it's got to be, and, and especially living in a state where, as you mentioned, you live in a pocket where there are a lot of Democrats and that's who you vote for. And, uh, you know, you do need to make sure that they, they hear from you and, and that is your voice. And it's got to be frustrating to live in a state that, that obviously is, is quite red. Oh, absolutely. Well, believe me, uh, the rest of Indiana, it's, I don't recognize it. So I, I've lived in the region my entire life. And, uh, you know, all politics are local. That's why I'm yes. on local elections. I focus on what's, in, what's right in front of me, what's going to directly affect my life. And, um, yes, I do vote nationally as well. But, uh, I mean, obviously we have a we have a, a tight race with a, a congressperson here, a Democratic congressperson, being attacked by a big Republican uh, PAC and uh, with all kinds of negativity, and you know, Congressman Mervan, he's a good guy. I'm going to vote for him, but man, you should see the money that's coming in from out of town. Mm. It's unbelievable. So I believe it. Anyway, I do believe it. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, have a nice Halloween, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great evening. And uh, another thing I want to remind people is uh, today, as we talk about Halloween a little bit, is uh, be, be aware of kids on the street uh, running across the street. And, and this was at one of my favorite days to go door knocking when I was running for office. I ran for office in uh, tw- 2019 into 2020. I was out getting signatures in late 2019 so it would have been and it snowed that year i don't know if you guys remember that it snowed the halloween of 2019 and the reason i would remember that is because i was out door knocking people were was sweeping off their steps to make sure the kids were safe and uh and i actually brought candy with me to do reverse trick-or-treating i knew that i could not i could not ring doorbells after about three o'clock because it would be the trick-or-treaters and it would be horrible for me to slip in with a clipboard and be like hello i'm running for office i think that one of the reasons reasons I loved door knocking as a candidate was because it reminded me of going trick-or-treating, like just going to my neighbor's house and ringing their bell and, you know, and, and telling them a little bit about myself, you know, rather than, and, and I really, I, I love door knocking. And to that, I was out door knocking for uh, some candidates in the neighborhood. I, for Susanna Ernst, who's running for 45th Ward Alderwoman, I was out in Wildwood, Wildwood which is uh, right across the street from like Niles. If you have ever been by the Leaning Tower Y, Right there on Tui Avenue, the streets on the other side are part of Chicago. So I was door knocking. It could not have been a more beautiful weekend. And we have, I'm not doing weather, but we do have some lovely uh, days coming up. Please get out and go for a walk. Uh, this is today. I went for a, I went for a five mile walk today before I started working because it was just so nice. We took Declan out to the to his bus and I was like, let's just go for a walk. I wanted to go see how folks had decorated their houses for Halloween and wanted to kind of take it.
it all in. And, and, you know, my neighborhood doesn't have a lot of political lawn signs. I wonder if you guys are seeing a lot of that in your neighborhoods. We are not on the northwest side seeing that many lawn signs. And again, I want to reiterate how important it is in Illinois to vote, yes, for wor- workers' rights. The right to it, – it, it codifies, it enshrines unions and workers' ability to – bargain for their rights to be at the table to talk about safe workspaces a a wage that reflects you know whether it's the rising cost of living the expertise that you uh, bring to your job uh, the marketplace all those things so we want to make sure that we are enhancing reinforcing strengthening workers rights we are always better when we work together so please vote yes for workers rights that's that first item on your ballot in the state of illinois and it really does make a difference folks wondering where they can get more information about their judges we're encouraging you to go to injusticewatch.org my husband texted me with some information about another place other places you might be able to go uh he says that out uh, tell folks outside cook and beyond they can always look up the website's for their county and state bar associations where you'll find some recommendations. And we also have, an, we do have another chat. Someone just messaged me, Lady B. I didn't realize you guys were going to do it uh, four times an hour. I'm trying to get really good at it so that I uh, I feel confident with it. But I was just sent a Halloween update for traffic. Here's your Northwest Side Halloween traffic update. The steady flow of tiny ghosts and goblins along with slightly buzzed parents throughout the Jefferson Park area. There's now a five-minute backup at the Corner House on Catalpa and Luna where it looks like they're giving out regular size Kit Kats. So be the kind of parents that uh, cause a backup by you. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us today for our Halloween edition. I, I have to go home and fix my makeup. This isn't, I feel like the cheekbones aren't quite as good as I usually get them. Lady B, dress up as Harlequin. I love it. And uh, I'm just a pirate, uh, a pirate skull. Just that's all. I, I have I, I have this really cool jacket that someone gave me. It's a, a pirate jacket with a little velvet. I wear I wear the hell out of this thing. I would wear this every day because I like the way it fits. So enjoy your Halloween evening. Be safe. Be happy, healthy, and wonderful as always. And we will be back tomorrow. Mike Crute is up next with the Devil's Advocate. Uh, Lady B, it was always it's always. Do you want some of these can this candy corn? Are you a candy corn person? You, I'll bring you a bowl of candy corn. Absolutely. Uh, leave the light on, everybody. Uh, don't hide behind the windows. You still have time to run out. Well, it's getting kind of late now. I wonder how late. I would say 8 o'clock's cut off for everybody. Have a great night. Be well. And thank you for joining us with the Monaco Brewing sponsored show of Driving at Home.